Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's 7pm, so I'd like to make a start with the meeting, if I may, please. Welcome along to meeting number five of the full Frodham Town Council uh, meeting. Um, my name is Alan Alton, I'm the chair, present chair of the uh, Town Council, and I'm councillor for Castle Park Ward. What I would like to do, seeing as we've got quite a few members of the public in tonight, and some new faces and some regular faces, uh, if everybody's hopefully in agreement, I'd just like to do a quick round the table, just so people can introduce themselves. And also, as you're probably aware, all our meetings are recorded and then are available to listen to on the internet. Uh, so again, it gives people that may be listening to those recordings a bit more of an idea of who's speaking and, and who's at the meeting, rather than it just being 12 voices, mystery voices. Uh, so as I say, my name's Alan Alton, and we've got round the table first of all. Yeah, I'm Hazel Cat, I'm a town clerk. I'm Caroline Ashton, I represent Overton and Five Crosses. Uh, I'm Linda Brown, I represent Lakes Ward. Judith Critchley, I represent Lakes Ward. Donna Critchley, I represent Lakes Ward. Uh, Liam Jones, I represent Overton Five Crosses. Uh, Pat Williamson represents Castle Ward. Mark Neal, represent Castle Ward. Paul Martin, Waterside Ward. Uh, Frank Sutton representing Overton and Five Crosses. Councillor Rob Frank Pendleton and I'm Waterside and the Mayor as well. Thank the you. chain is a clue. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, I start off then, as I say, meeting five, uh, and the first item is item 68 because these items run you know, from meeting to meeting, so that's why we start at 68 rather than item one. Uh, so the first item, 68, is apologies. Hazel? Yeah, we've had apologies from um, Adam Wordsworth, Michelle Parker, Tom Reynolds and Leander Wilson. Okay, thank you. Um, the, the next one is a sort of pleasurable thing really, item 69, is awarding uh, of the grant checks. As you're probably all aware, with respect, that's why quite a few of you are here tonight, um, is that we have a grant scheme and we invite uh, people to, in groups to apply for them, uh, for those grants. And, um, you know, I would like now to call on uh, Frank here, as Mayor, to present those checks. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Mr Chairman. Okay, do you want me to, uh, to, to do the honours? Um, so the first organisation, this is in no particular order by the way, uh, the first organisation is Frodium Silver Band and I think we have Rita McGurkin as the chairperson. Hi, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Photos are compulsory, so. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Um, the next group is the North Cheshire Rail Users Group, and hope the pronunciation, John Whiteley uh, is the Publicity Officer. You could come up, John, and receive the check. Next is Frodium and District Photographic Society, and I believe Liz Pierce, the secretary, is here to receive the chair. I am indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. So much. Pleasure. 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 P
Um, next is What's Cooking Frodium? And we have Julie Ennis, the What's Cooking Coordinator. And last but not least is Overton Memorial Hall Recreation Club and we have Graham Miller who is the Secretary and Treasurer and Committee Member Harry Craig also joint uh, delegation there to receive the cheque. There you go Frank. And I'd, I'd just like finally to thank the Frodham Town Councillors who gave up their time to uh, form the committee to look at the applications and make the awards. Thanks for giving up your time. And also to all the societies and individuals that applied that for varying reasons weren't successful and hopefully they will try again next year and maybe be successful next time. Thank you very much. Okay, going back to the agenda then, uh, item 70 is decorations of interest. Um, looking down the agenda, I, I don't think I've got any that need to be uh, declared, but as usual I reserve the right to maybe make that declaration should it occur during the agenda. If we go around the table clockwise... No, nothing. Uh, just mm -hmm. to declare that I also sit on Kingsley Parish Council. Okay, thank you, Judith. Uh, nothing for me. Liam? Nothing. Nothing. No, nothing on it. Nothing for me. No. Okay. No. Okay. Thank you very much. <coughs> Item 71 is the minutes of the meeting number four, which was on the 23rd of July 2018, which because of annual leave I wasn't able to attend and Frank uh, de deputised uh, on that occasion. We just need to approve and sign those minutes as a true and accurate record. I move that we accept them, Chair. Okay. I'll second it. Okay. All in favour? That's unanimous. Thank you very much for that. Oh, can you, sign the you want me to sign it or Frank? Because no, he. Me. So it's the chair of the meet, this meeting where you go. Oh, okay. That's a good job. One of us knows. Yeah, so uh, sign the front page and then initial the rest. Okay. I always do this with shaking hands. That's the same. That one I need to initial. This one? Yeah, initial. Initial this one. And initial one. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, we now come to item 72, which is the time when it's the right for the public to speak. And 72.1, uh, I'd like to ask Neil Flanagan, our PCSO, to come forward and uh, let us know what's been happening in the country. Right. Good evening everyone. Um, right, I'll start, st start with a negative. Um, we've had some issues lately with theft of lead, uh, most notably from the buildings in Castle Park and also St Lawrence's Church. We also believe there was an attempted theft of lead at the uh, the cricket club as well, so that's on the increase at the moment, and we've got no real lines of inquiry at this stage. 
We also last week experienced a couple of burglaries along High Street, uh, but thankfully three offenders were have been arrested and charged in relation to this. So pretty good when something like that happens. We're very proactive at, at solving it as quickly as possible. Um, moving on then, Community Speed Watch. This continues to be a success in Frodsham. We've now got two groups that are going out on a regular weekly basis. We've covered all sorts of roads, including Fluin Lane, Ship Street, Manly Road, Main Street, Kingsley Road and Bridge Lane. We're, we're holding a get-together of existing members of the Speedwatch group uh, on Saturday the 6th of October at 3 o'clock at the Community Police Base to assess how things are going and if anything needs to be changed. We're also hoping to have some new recruits dropping into the meeting from 3.30 that day and uh, to receive some training so that hopefully we can have even more groups going out and, and the speed guns used on a more of a regular basis. <coughs> so if anyone knows of anyone that might be interested, please let me know and I'll get in touch with them prior to, to that date. Um, we're also on the, the, the speed gun that we've got at the moment has been provided for by the, the town council quite a number of years ago now. We are finding it's getting a bit temperamental and we may look to see if we can get a more up-to-date one. Um, I don't know yet, we're, we're going to price them up and it might be a case that we come to the council and ask if there's there's any possibility of getting an updated speed gun. But that's, um, myself and my um, Speedwatch coordinator are going to look into that over the next few weeks at cost, because we want to be realistic about this as well. But the, the gun still works, it's just a bit temperamental and we want it to be as accurate as possible, obviously. And schools, the schools are now back after the summer and I've been busy arranging Halloween and bonfire night safety talks before they break up for half term in October. I've also continued my weekly police drop-in surgeries at Helsby High School along with the Helsby PCSO. I've also been monitoring parking at the beginning and the end of the day at the schools and happily it's not been too bad but it's, it's early days, maybe as the, the weather gets worse we may see that getting worse but uh, I'll keep monitoring that. We held uh, a Panna football cage event at Frontier Youth Cup over the summer on the 9th of August. This was part of our engagement strategy for to tackle youths and antisocial behaviour over the summer months. Thankfully, we've had a relatively quiet summer in relation to antisocial behaviour compared to what we had last year. We haven't had many reports of, of issues, the odd one in the, in the park and the odd one at Saltworks, but nothing major. Um, we've got a further pan of football events at the youth club arranged for Friday the 19th of October between 5 and 8 o'clock. Um, whilst it seems some time ago now, we had the summer ward walks back in July and August after the, the last meeting. Um, and I want to just thank everyone who attended those ward walks because for me it displays a good example of how the council works well with myself and we, we have a good relationship and, and that's something I know speaking to some colleagues that's not always the case with every sort of parish and, and town so I'm very grateful for the relationship that I've got with yourselves so um, thanks for, for your input in those, those walks and I will be looking to do more of the same next summer if not before we may, we may do some a bit earlier maybe January time as well. And last thing is police surgeries. 
Um, the upcoming police surgeries, I've got one tomorrow, the 25th of September, between 3 and 4 at Brew and Tucker on Church Street. Then Wednesday, the 10th of October, here at Castle Park, between 10 and 11. Tuesday, the 30th of October, again, 10 till 11 at Castle Park. Monday, the 12th of November, 10 till 11 at Castle Park. And then Monday, the 26th of November, 6 till 7, prior to the next town council meeting. And it's also just to reiterate that we do hold a regular weekly police surgery at the community police base at the, the fire station. That's on a Wednesday afternoon between 2 and 3, although it isn't always going to be me there. It could be another PCSO, but there should be someone there between 2 and 3 every Wednesday. And that's me done. Okay, thank you um, very much, Neil. Uh, uh, I was just going to say, any questions yeah. for Neil? Um, would I like uh, you to go into the office again? We're having concerns of shaking fists and abuse from a number of the taxi drivers again. It started up all over again. Um, I've had, uh, on two occasions, it's happened to me as well. So. I, can you look into that, please? They've been shake, shaking fists. Yes, you see. And shouting out to members of the public. And uh, the other one, uh, Chair, yeah, um, is uh, what he said, looking at uh, a new gun. I suggest that uh, you get a prize, uh, a prize quicker, because if you wait for a grant, then it will be on the new council next year. So I'd like to say to you, Chairman and Chairman of the Grants, that we look at this in a, uh, another way if um, they're wanting this quick. Yes, yes. go ahead, yeah. We've got the community safety um, budget head. So right. we, could, we could do it out of that. So I suggest it would come to community committee. The next community committee is the 9th of October. So yeah, before so the we have that. Yeah. Put that on as agenda item on, on community. Yeah. Linda is chair of, of the community. So I bribe, I bribe Linda. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah thanks for that. Thank okay, you. no problem. Uh, Sorry, regarding this speaker, could we also look at the cost of what it would be to repair it and then potentially looking at uh, an enforceable gun as defined has been? Well, we we've, we can use the enforceable one mm. for Halsby, but no, the, the community speedwatch group can't. I can okay. use it. Oh right, okay. But the the because it's an enforceable device, yeah, yeah. so they then they wouldn't be trained up and they wouldn't be allowed to use that. I I can use and have used that one, but uh, yeah, we can we can look at getting it repaired. It is quite an an old. It was old, but we got it second hand, didn't we? It, it is. I mean, I, by all means, if that's no. that's what. Surely the technology's moved on. Yeah, that, that was, yeah, the idea is to get it as accurate as possible. So the technology's moved on. So probably. Yeah, yeah. We Maybe take we it to the community yeah. and yeah. look at yeah. the options. Yeah, uh, yeah. On, on but community. there's no rush, as I say. This one works. It's just been yeah. playing up a bit, a bit faulty, and yeah. I just thought. Well, we'll no pun there. No speed involved. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, any other questions for Neil? No? 
Um, just like to, as usual, sure on behalf of everybody around the table, pass our thanks on to Neil for what he does, because he does do a lot above and beyond. I know he doesn't like us to embarrass him, but I, I, I like doing it. <laughs> Um, and I'd also really encourage people to attend your, your police surgeries. Yeah. I know yeah. I had a few complaints that came in via uh, local residents, and yeah. you know it is a good way of getting things on board. Yeah. You know, so yeah. cheers, no, that's yeah. great. Thank you very much. Cheers. Okay, the next per person that's asked to speak uh, is Mark Warren, and Mark is from the uh, Northwest Rail Users Group. And he's come here tonight to give us a, an update on the Holton Curve. Thanks, Mark. Um, thanks, Chair. Yes, um, we've, we've actually got representation on the North Cheshire Rail Users Group by way of Councillor Liam Jones. He attends our monthly meetings and reports back to the Council. But uh, he did ask if I could come in yep. on yep. this particular yep. occasion just to provide an update, there's obviously a little bit of news. Um, North Cheshire Rail Users Group, it was uh, formed some 27 years ago with the sole intent of preventing the lines of the Holton Curve being lifted permanently and the line being closed. Um, we've lobbied and, and uh, so forth over the years, we've prevented the line closure, they've run the parliamentary train for a number of years and now we've had a reinstatement of the Holton Curve line. The engineering works were completed in May, so as of May this year, trains have had the ability to go around the Holton Curve both ways from Liverpool to Chester, Chester to Liverpool. Um, it's with great disappointment we learned that the, the first scheduled rail service won't be until May 2019. Um, that's when they have the big timetable change. The, there is a timetable change coming in December this year. That was when the first services were originally planned. But the delayed delivery of the new rolling stock, and it's not just affecting our local train operators here, it's affecting all the train operators in the north, especially northern. Um, but also Arriva Trains Wales. So it's, it's, it's very disappointing for us having campaigned for so long that we see a full year between completion of engineering works and the first scheduled train service. Um, we've been lobbying a little bit deeper. Obviously the timetabling, the scheduling of the trains is important to us. And uh, the request, when it was envisaged that there would be commencement of services in December, uh, the train operating company did put in a request to the Office of Rail Regulation for a basic schedule. It's in the public domain. Um, the first train through Frodsham was expected to be at 6.31 in the morning and the last train through Frodsham going back to Chester was expected to be at 23.47. Now, as a rail users group, we're lobbying for earlier trains than that um, a big part of connecting Chester with Liverpool South Parkway, Hellsby, Frodsham, with the Liverpool City region, is connections to the airport. And the, the, the airport runs in a system of waves for departures. The first wave generally leaves between 6 and 6.30 in the morning. Um, a 6.31 train from Frodsham to Liverpool South Parkway does not cater for that first wave. The, 
the first wave typically sees potentially 3,000 passengers moved in half an hour. Um, so we, we need an earlier train from that. We are lobbying for that. Uh, the last train, 23.47, yeah, it would be nicer to have something a little bit later to cater for the last wave of arrivals into Liverpool Airport as well. Um, we're lobbying on the fares. At the moment, we have no updated information on the proposed fare structure. Um, it's a very convoluted process, the way these fares are derived. There's a little bit of a slice of the fare for everybody that's involved. Um, the train operating company changes in October. At the moment, we've got Arriva Trains Wales servicing Frodsham in the main. That changes to a new brand called Transport for Wales. That's uh, going to be run by a company called Kiosami. Transport for Wales will take the biggest slice of the fare, but other parts of the fare go off to other stakeholders. And on that basis, we're lobbying with Mersey Rail, who seem to be driving the process at the moment, that the fares are kept broadly in line with the current fares from Chester to Liverpool on the Mersey Rail services. They're competitive fares, uh, reasonably priced, and we'd, we'd like to see it stay the same for the Halton Curve services. But like I say, with so many stakeholders wanting their slice of the pie, we, we don't know what's going to happen there. Um, a little bit more, North Cheshire Rail Users Group, uh, obviously now that the Halton Curve looks, looks within sight, uh, we've diversified our interests and we're, we're lobbying for a number of other things and pertinently uh, services to Wirral. At the moment there are three services a day from Hellsby to Ellesmere Port. They're neither used to man nor beast. Uh, Northern Rail provide the services, they're patently not interested. They see it as an encumbrance. We're lobbying for Mersey Rail to pick up the services in the future and provide something of a shuttle service. How does it affect Frodsham? Well, uh, it could be beneficial for car parking reasons. Um, at the moment, there's a largely empty car park at Ellesmere Port that uh, is rapidly, it's an area that's rapidly being filled with development. There's a big empty car park at the Stanlow complex where there's also a station. Um, there's empty car parking right throughout that route and it's our ambition to see a proper connection to connect Frodsham and Hellsby with those places of employment and education, Stanlow, Ince, Elton, Ellesmere Port and further on to Hooton so we get a proper connection from Cheshire to the greater rural economy effectively and it completes something of a of a rail ring around the Mersey Basin if you like. Um, we're waiting new rolling stock to come in for Mersey Rail. They, they had, don't have the capability to go beyond Ellesmere Port at the moment. That's where the electrification stops. But their new rolling stock is not only going to be electric powered, it's going to be battery powered as well. So, you know, they might have the capability to go beyond Ellesmere Port to Hellsby and, and maybe Frodsham in the future as they get their new rolling stock delivered. So that's a campaign we're working on. Um, I think that's about it, really, uh, unless there are any questions from members of council. Can't Mersey Rail um, get involved with this before May, or has it got to be Arriva? Is there only Arriva that can...? Right. Um, the tra Transport for Wales pick up the franchise in October, and they will be running the franchise over the Halton Curve. So the, the reason 
it's been pushed back to May is originally there was rolling stock that Arriva Trains Wales and now Transport for Wales were expecting to get earlier this year and that rolling stock's come online late. Um, for what it's worth, it's bi-mode rolling stock, it runs on diesel and electric, but that means that the rolling stock that'll provide the Halton Curve service is, is what they call cascaded down. We're going to get on the Halton Curve, we're going to get what's called 150 units. They're old units, they've been refurbed, but they're going to be two-car units, which North Cheshire Rail Users Group don't think will be adequate. No. We no. think the service will be oversubscribed and we're lobbying about that. But that, that's, that's all they can give us because of this new rolling stock going to South Wales. So um, we're, we're, we're pretty disappointed about it. But when they change the timetables, and the timetable changes are scheduled well in advance, so there's a timetable change. Uh, we know about the, the complete um, uh, dysfunctional timetable change that happened in May this year that saw the services to the Lake District stopped and all the rest of it. Northern ran out of trains. Um, there's another timetable change in December and when the timetable changes happen it, it's not just one line here and one line there it's every line in the country has to suddenly overnight roll over to this new timetable and it's a huge operation so that's why they can't just bring trains onto the line out of phase with the timetable change if you like so we're, we're waiting till May till the rolling stock comes available it's uh, it is deeply disappointing it is disappointing but are they guaranteed it's definitely going to be in nope. they go um, again? no it could slip again we, we, we just don't know they're, they're they're aiming for May but it's not 100% certain I'm afraid to say no I would like to add to, to what you said there are two carriages that's we, we, we think it's it'll be... It's going to be an awful lot of yep. people getting the train rather than travelling now over the new bridge. Yep, we're, we're agreed. I mean, the good news is that Transport for Wales, as the new franchise will be, uh, investing heavily in new rolling stock over the next four years. So they expect to have a complete rolling stock replacement by 2022. And ultimately, the Halton Curve, as it's projected now, starts in Chester, goes around the loop, ends up in Liverpool Lime Street. But in a few years, the Halton Curve will, there'll be one end start in North Wales, probably Landedno, or maybe Hollyhead, and another end start maybe in Cardiff. And they'll come right through Chester to Liverpool Lime Street. So, you know, the good news is that they, Transport for Wales are preparing to, to invest in a proper service, but we're gonna to have to wait a few years for that to happen. Yeah. And there's something we can do to put pressure on them to get it on before May? Um, well, North Cheshire Rail Users Group's lobbying hard. We've, we've, we've got a bit of influence, you know, in, in quite high places. I mean, we communicate with the, um, with the Welsh uh, Member for Transport, uh, the Welsh Assembly, and, and other people that, uh, you know, we can influence. So we are lobbying hard, but, yeah, yeah we can do what we can do. Sorry, it's that's all I can say. Okay. Thank you very much for that, Mark. I know you, you know, sometimes you are underappreciated with the, with the group. You know, they do do a lot behind the scenes. Yeah. And, um, you know, I had pleasure last year when I was mayor of attending where we got the best station in Cheshire award, didn't we? Best kept station. So, again, I was quite proud to be there that night, you know. Thank you very much to you and your members. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we have uh, one, one more person who would like to speak, and that's Mr. Dillon, who's a resident uh, in Castle. I'll, I'll defer to Mr. Dillon. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Oh no, that's that's fine. Yes, thank you. Okay, no problem. Um, okay, there's no one else that's asked to. No one else that's asked to speak. Okay. No. Um, Hazel has politely said, you don't have to stay if you don't want to. We would like you to stay, but uh, no. Look what you've done now. Uh, no. But th thank you very much for, for attending this evening. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Okay, so we'll move on. Um, item 73 is a financial management item and it's to approve the financial report for July, which was presented and noted at the PMP meeting on the 20th of August. PMP is policy and process, if anyone is not aware of what that means. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. Accepted. Uh, and that brings us to item 74, again, uh, finance management, the 1st of August to the 30th of August, to approve the financial report. And that goes into three items, yeah, which is 74.1, which is paid expenditure. It's your pink sheets, as you're probably aware. Um, to note that the total expenditure for August 2018 was £17,729.48. Okay, everybody's located that. It was the last shooting of the last one, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ah, oh, okay. Um, 74.2 is the received income. And to note that the total receipts again for August this year was £27,066.13. And the thing to note there is that £20,344 of that was the VAT that we yeah. laid back on last year's expenditure. Yeah. Fantastic. And up then finally on this item is 74.3, which is the bank reconciliation. And to note that after all considerations, the total cash balances for the end, at the end of August 2018 were £395,789.43. Sorry, that should be £740.43. Seven, seven sorry, that. Yeah. Yeah. sorry, so can we just read yeah. that again? Correct. £1,440.43. £14.43. And 43 pence. And 43 pence. Yes. That, okay. What happened there was I did the figures before the final bank statement came in. Right. And there were three more um, little items. Little items small that, items. Um, okay. Everybody located that yeah. and yeah. to yeah. for that amendment. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. Okay. No, it's okay. I think it's not bad on set. <laughs> not bad at all. Okay, item 75. Uh, oh, sorry. Yes, sorry, thank you. Uh, can we have a sec proposal and seconder? Are we happy with that? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's unanimous, yeah. Okay. Um, item 75 is minutes from various committees. Uh, and what I'd like to do with this, I know it's messing the agenda around and juggling things a bit, I'd like to take from 75.1a to... 75.3 and then also include on the other page 75.6 
I'd like to take an approval on block for all of those. Yeah, that's okay. Move that. Yeah. Everybody happy with yeah. that? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Suppose we took it on block. Who seconded that we took it on block? Caroline. Okay. Show guys yeah. for that, please. And then, then can you vote to note all the minutes? Yes. Because you've agreed you'll take them on block. Yeah, and now we need to yeah. agree. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll move. Thank you. Okay. Second. Yeah. Yep, unanimous again. Yeah. And then just juggling again, the reason I didn't include item 75.6 in that. Uh, five, sorry, is uh, because the PMP committee of the 20th of the 8th, 18, uh, we need to note the minutes and the decisions taken, but there's also uh, a recommendation uh, in there. Recommendation one, it was agreed that the Bank of Scotland deposit account should be closed and the funds transferred into a new CCLA public sector deposit fund account. Is it, that, is it, just before we, we go on that, is everybody happy what that's all about? Yeah. And quite quite happy to run yeah. with that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, well, what, um, well, Hazel, yeah. you're better at putting <laughs> financial words than I am. We opened the Bank of Scotland to be our deposit account because it pays interest. And we have, uh, £200,000 in there all the time, plus it gains interest. Um, but every time we want to take money out of it, it costs us £35. Yeah. And since the interest rates dropped to 4%, and it's been at 4% for a long time, even though interest rates elsewhere are rising, um, it's, you know, it's not cost effective anymore. Mm. And the um, CCLA Public Sector Deposit Fund account, which has been set up specifically for charities, churches and local authorities, um, offers a higher rate of interest and it doesn't cost anything to get the money out. Okay. They, they consistently keep their base rate above the bank's yeah. base rate. You know, it may only be by a percentage of a point or something like that, but it's always slightly higher. Um, some of you may have been present some time ago. We, we had an officer from the uh, Martin Cayman. Uh, yeah, and then I, I went to a sort of town parks conference. In, in Lancashire with Hazel and they had a very good stand and everything there, you know, they have a, quite a high standing within the uh, And you, they, they publish their interest rate daily, so you can see exactly what interest rate you're getting and it is consistently above um, the rate that we've been Sounds getting. Sounds very prudent. Mm. Yeah. That. So everybody up to speed with what yeah. that's all about. Can I have a proposal for yeah. that recommendation and a seconder? And can we vote on that please? Again, that's unanimous. Oh, thank you. Um, Seventy-five point six. We've already recovered. Uh, sorry, as you were, seventy-five point six. Seventy-six is the working group records. Um, administration reduction working group. This was set up um, by Councillor Tom Reynolds, I believe. Uh, I've not been part of this group. Seventy-six point one. Um, you may recall, I was not at the last meeting, but you may recall that these came forward as uh, recommendations, but there now has been some confusion in that they, they were not recommendations, they were only uh, sort of reports of discussions that had taken place at the meeting. So although they were put back until this meeting, they weren't fully-fledged recommendations, they were only discussion reports. They've now come again now as recommendations, so that's why they're showing on this agenda. Mm -hmm. 
Caroline wants to speak? Um, not particularly. Um, I just think that um, there are two items that um, I think need further discussion. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel that they're fundamentally very, very you know, all items are important that come to this meeting, hopefully. But this is a fundamental change of, of a, you know, and a lot of implications and things like that. And I personally don't think that a decision could be taken this evening on the information that we've got at the moment. I would welcome other people's comments on that. Uh, Judith? At the last discussion, the, the, the main thing that we asked for was some rationale behind these recommendations. And that there's nothing there. No. I don't see how getting rid of the Mayor and Deputy Mayor affects admin in any way. But thinking back to the problems that we've had over the council and badges, mm -hmm. that was a decision that was taken right at the end of the four-year council period. And it meant that this council had to live with that decision. And I don't think we should be making big decisions like this no. for another council to take forward. Yeah. I so think that's a very, very valid statement. I don't think and a, I, I a would discussion on that, that should happen. It, you know, it, it's a May. fundamental change to this council. And, and yeah. uh, you know, the mayor, as I see it, is our shop window, whether you agree or disagree. It's, it's our shop window. And I, I personally don't feel I'm qualified to make that decision without a lot more looking at it and a lot more discussion. That's the way I would feel anyway. Um, so the, the recommendation one was to review the role of the Mayor and Deputy Mayor. Uh, where do we go from here with that? Um, Linda. Quite happy to go along with Judith's suggestion that this should be really deferred until after the elections yeah. next year yeah. and then the new council will yeah. make a decision. Judith, would you like to, to propose that as a yeah, proposal? Okay, Linda, would you be prepared to second, to second that? that yes. And can we take a vote on that, please? No. And that is unanimous, okay, that we defer that until after the next election in May 2019. Recommendation two was for Frodham Town Council to review reducing each ward councillor representation from three to four. Again, please correct me if I'm wrong, can we actually take that decision? It has to go to Cheshire West, I think. Yeah, yeah. And they have to do, a, is it some kind of governance review? Could, could Would I it not have to go to the Electoral Commission? Com uh, could commission? I make the point? I, yeah. I think why that was raised at this stage is that um, if it's to be effective for the next elections, which are next May, um, the process should start now. Right. Um, and we were, I think the advice was taken as to what the process would be, um, and it is quite a long process, and it does mean, I think, the town clerk contacting um, Cheshire West and, uh, you know, starting the ball rolling. Right, okay, Thank, thanks for that Caroline. Linda, and then Brian Sorry, yeah. should that recommendation say that we should reduce each ward council representative from four to three? It says two, three, three from, from four. four. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's just the base <laughs> worded. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, yeah. Yeah. I think I may have read that wrong. <laughs> yeah. I think so I may have just juxtaposed yeah. the three and the yeah. four. So there's 16 councillors, we will have 12. <laughs> So really, to, to, again, Frank, yeah, sorry. Yes. Yeah, Mr Chairman, I think before you get too confused about it, I think uh, um, he's quite uh, good at this and would help us uh, a lot, Councillor Dawson, if you allow him to step in just to this one point before he does his call. Yeah, I, I, 
I don't have a problem with that. Andrew, if you want to say a quick word on that, that would be great. Please come to the mic so that we can get you on the, uh, on the table. Certainly do. Just so you know, I sit on the Governance Review Committee at uh, Cheshire West and Chester. I've actually sat on it continuously uh, since uh, it, it existed. We are still looking at recommendations for parishes such as Inns, to name but one. Uh, we're actually meeting on the 1st of October and the timing is such that we will get any recommendations through and it has to go to full council in time for, as you were saying, for the May 19 elections. So there, I think there would just about be time, if for example you decided tonight to, that you all thought, it doesn't have to be all, but if, if you pass a resolution to say you'd like uh, 12 councillors rather than 16 next year, if that went to, uh, to Cheshire West, if Cheshire West was satisfied that there was broad community support for that uh, recommendation and obviously you guys are one set of representatives uh, from Fronsham uh, they may be able to say yeah that's fine we'll take it through the process quickly with a view to a decision being taken probably in the February council so that the elections would be taking place um, in May it wouldn't be a major change of course and one of the things that Cheshire West does do and you'd expect them to do this is to look at the size of the population and look at the number of councillors that a town or parish councillor has relative to that population. There's no hard and fast rule that says it has to be one councillor per X member of the, pop, uh, the population. The real issue is how much work have you guys got going on? There's a second issue about how many of you regularly turn up to council meetings. So you look around the table tonight, you think actually 12 isn't a bad number because it's roughly you have to hear tonight. So you have all of those factors, but then you also say, well, hang on, if you've only got 11 tonight, I think it's 11, Anyway, um, out of 16, if you reduce to 12, would that mean that you'd actually start to risk going in court or something of that order? Those are the sort of factors that uh, people would take into account. But really it comes down to how much work is there, how, how busy are you, and what would the burdens be if you reduced? If you were struggling to fill the seats, that would be another indication why you should have fewer rather than more. FTC is one of the large councils with 16. I, I mean, to my mind, a number between 12 and 16 makes sense. It's something like that. Whether it's 12 or whether it's 16, I, I've got no hard and fast view on. Um, it's just a matter of what makes sense for you, what gets the work done, and so on and so forth. But there will, probably would just be time. But I don't think there would be time if you deferred it after tonight. I think we'd be getting too late to get it done for May 19. Yeah. Okay, thank you for that. Can, can, I just, can we only do, do this, yeah. this sorry, once every four years when there's an election? No, no, no. We no, can this, do it at any time. The, the, the issue is whether there's a governance review going on at Cheshire West. Um, there had, the, the, the councils, the, whether it's a borough or, or whatever council, is meant to have kept the, these things under review continuously. Whether it be Vale Royal or any of the other predecessors, they didn't. So that when Cheshire West came into being, there was this backlog of nobody's bothered to review the town and parish councils for eons. And it has taken us continuously sitting from 09-10 to now still going through the government's review. <coughs> You know, so it is a lengthy task, but we are trying to come to the end of that process. Thank you, Andrew. Can I just quickly ask, yeah. please, Andrew? Um, sorry, but did no. just to make it clear to me in my head, what if, if we put this as a ref, if we agree this to a recommendation tonight because of the time restraints yeah. is what I'm thinking of, so that it gives when we get to the next meeting, like you said, it'd be too, it's well, definitely too late. Definitely too late. Too late now. Yeah. So we do really have to do something tonight. Or you can have a special meeting in a week's time. If we agree tonight to do it, to, for it to go forward, are we are we absolutely stuck then? Are we? You know what I mean? Can we say no? Actually, we we, we want to stay at sixteen, or 
once we get the ball rolling, can we stop it is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> I think what would happen is if, for example, Town Clerk was authorised to write to Cheshire West tomorrow to say, please reduce the number of councillors to 12, um, that would be looked at by the officers. And one of the parts of the process is that we have to go out to consultation ourselves. So the issue for us would be we'd have to have a governance review meeting, and we do have a couple in October as it happens, to decide what level of consultation we would need to, to go out to in Frodsham to say, are we all happy about going from 16 uh, to 12? That will probably be something like an advert in Frodsham Life or something of that order with a relatively quick return date. So you could see it happening that that would go into Frodsham Life in November, December, return date in January, goes to the Governance Review Committee and everybody goes, yeah, that's fine, that's 12. Goes, goes to uh, uh, Cheshire West's full council in February with a view to uh, the May elections. That's the sort of time frame. That's tight, as I'm describing it, which is why I'm pretty clear, if you delay beyond tonight, it ain't going to happen. That's okay. Judith, Paul, Paul okay. and Judith, then okay. Pat, okay? Um, Caroline, was there any rationale behind that suggestion, that recommendation, or any hard and fast cost savings? I, I think that the view was taken is to... Attendances were looked at. Um, the number of by-elections or elections were, which we haven't had, but they'd had co-opted people. Um, and they just felt that 16 is a big number. Um, and there are a hardcore of people who are involved. Um, and they just felt that 12 was a, a better manageable number. Okay. I think uh, just Frank, Judith, Pat, and then yourself, Frank. Yeah. Okay. Does it have to be Frodrum Town Council that instigates this, or can anybody? No, anyone can instigate it, but obviously something like FTC saying our workload is such that we only need 12 councillors, not 16, is very, very powerful, as opposed to man or woman off the street writing in saying there are far too many Frodrum Town Councillors. Do, do we well. have to pay for it all, the consultation no. and the, no. the Cheshire West pay for all of yeah, it? Yeah, that, that's all central overhead for the Borough Council. Uh, but as I say, you can, you can see by the timescale I mapped out, it, it, it would be tight if you wanted yeah. it. Um, but it would be doable. If you were clear that you said you definitely wanted 12, I suggest you get, you get the ball rolling. If you're not clear, don't, don't do anything. Okay, thank you. Right. Um, because we've got 16 councillors at the moment, did that go on the population of Fragin originally? I think it's a historic thing. It might have done originally, but that, the 16, I don't remember when 16 was first created. I, I was first elected here in 07. And it was 16 then. Mm. Um, I, I think it's been 16 for a very, very long time. So there must have been a need for 16 councillors at one time then? Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I'm sure it's tradition. Was it 16 when you became a town right. councillor? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was for years before that as well. Yeah. Um, uh, it's why I've, um, I asked um, Councillor Dawson to come forward is that uh, you fetched it up three and a half years ago, I did. didn't you? Yeah. And um, and then we said we we're going to discuss, and it was never discussed, Chairman. Yeah, I I just like to say, you know, my my personal thoughts on this is that I'm not playing devil's advocate, but um, you know, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. It's still not really going to save the town a great lot of money if we get rid of councillors, because with due respect, we don't get paid for it. All right, you could argue admin costs, but if if the admin staff are doing something for sixty, is it? really going to save us any money if they're doing it for 12? I would argue no, you know. Uh, I question the merits of where this has come from and, and the reasons behind it, 
and hopefully they are our valid, valid reasons. Um, but, you know, a couple of people have said, um, you know, if we have 12, you know, that is going to put more pressure on those 12 councillors. And we do this because we want to do it. You know, we don't do it with a pointed stick in the back. But there's a limit as to when you can come. And I fear that if you reduce it to 12, then you're going to hit a situation where you've not got quorum at meetings and meetings are going to fail. And also, you know, fighting my own corner, it's going to put more pressure on those councillors to give up more at a time. And I think, all right, as I say, nobody makes us do it, but you've got to balance between what people are prepared to do. Mm -hmm. So my personal feelings is, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. And, I, you know, what other people around the table think of that. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, we've got the recommendation from the working group. Is there anybody prepared to second it? There's no show of hands to no. that hand up. No. So, that's it. Okay, thank you. Um, item 76.2 is the World War I Commemorative Working Group, and it's to note the minutes of that working group. There was two meetings, actually, on the 8th of August and on the 12th of September, and you should have copies in your pack. Let them be noted, Chair. Yeah, okay. Excellent. Um, 76.3 is the Neighbourhood Plan Steering Group, a very, very active group um, who, you know, do put heart and soul into this, sometimes with very little thanks, so I, I would say sometimes, you know, and it is an important thing that's happening to Frodium, it's important to everybody in Frodium, and they have uh, had I think it's six uh, meetings since the last full town council meeting. Uh, I know I try to get to the meetings whenever I can. I know Caroline Ashton and, and Liam there are, you know, avid uh, attendees at the meetings, and I try to. to they're not always possible for me because some of them are during the day. Um, but you know, they are doing uh, a, a really stonking job, to coin a phrase, at the moment. So really, it's just to note the minutes from those um, six, six meetings. Yeah, move them. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, item uh, 77 is Cheshire West and Chester, and it's to receive a verbal report from our Cheshire West and Chester councillors, Andrew and Lynn. I'd like to invite them up to the microphone, if you would. Thank you. Good evening. Should we start with World War One? Because I think it's a nice place to start, particularly with your Tommy in the background. Tommy's in the background. Um, good and bad news. And as you're going to debate this a little bit later, I'll give you some information that you might want to think about. Um, Lynn and I, through our members' grants, so are going to get a, a Tommy, and we're paying £750 for ours. And we were somewhat stunned when Cheshire West said to us, well, in addition to that, you're going to have to pay £234 for planning permission. So, um, and? guys, brace for impact, okay? So when you're discussing that in a little bit later, just think £234 of planning permission. I might have a solution for you, but we'll be nice and quiet about that in a minute. And £120 installation costs um, as well. It therefore makes huge sense for us to collaborate on our uh, yes. installation. 
Now, one of the wizard plans that we have is that we might stick our Tommy here in Castle Park. Um, one of the things we're going to try and do, and you're very welcome to join us, so you keep here and you say, is that, that uh, we're going to push for greater independence for Castle Park Trust from Cheshire West, uh, creation of a separate legal identity and so on and so forth. And the new chief executive of Cheshire West, who we had here a week last Friday, very, very supportive of that idea, very supportive of the idea of FTC getting around the table, should it wish to do so. Uh, but it'd be quite nice to be able to have a separate identity locally in the town to be able to say, well, actually, we're going to stick some of this here um, in Castle Park. I'm not going to threaten Cheshire West. That wouldn't be appropriate. But, you know, if somebody's going to say to me there's a breach of planning control in Castle Park because somebody's erected a tommy, you could imagine what my next response is going to be. Yeah. So just, just bear that in mind. But yes, as Lynn says, let's collaborate because I, I personally find it absolutely outrageous that somebody's going to take another £350 to install something which shows our love and affection and commemoration. So, so this council, you think, will have to pay to you, Chair? You think we'll have to pay to put these up there? I, I think you need to be creative as to where you decide you want to put them. I think you need to be clear that you control the land that you're doing it on. And you need to have discussions with planners along the lines of, are you really going to enforce if we stick it here? Um, it's one of those situations. I mean, you can, it's, not, it's not illegal to do things without planning permission. It's just that you run the risk of enforcement. So if you actually put something somewhere where there is no risk of enforcement and everybody's happy, you're there. You might actually take the view you want to pay £234 well, pounds for planning permission. Well, can you give me an idea then, if we want you to put on our land, that's the memorial yes. land, would you still require planning permission? Well, the strict answer is yes, you would. But did you ask the planning commission to put your bench up there? No. no. Yes, exactly. Uh, and <laughs> so I suggest you think about these things, that you collaborate with Cheshire West. Well, we haven't got much time, have we, really? No. no. <laughs> I, I certainly would support you putting them up there. Very happy to see them up there. It, it would be interesting to see how other villages, Tarpley for instance, how they dealt with this. Absolutely. One of the things we've been asked to look after a question of is the maintenance of them. And I'm very conscious, I don't know whether it was the weather or nefarious activities, but I'm conscious the installation top of Fluid Lane is no longer looking no. Uh, a ring of sandbags as it should have been. Mm. Mm. So. Our original intention was that our Tommy would go alongside the floral display mm. uh, whilst that floral display were kept in situ um, and hence the reason why we've got into the uh, uh, delightful discussion over uh, uh, pl planning consent. Mm. So uh, uh, a, a little bit of creative thinking all round and particularly I think um, uh, disappointing given that you know Frodham Town Council was only the second town in the country to actually give the freedom of the town to the legion you know we were, we were hoping for a little bit more support but uh, you know. on a related note um, when network rail were uh, refurbishing the Halton curb I asked for the semaphore signals to be donated to Frontium and they have been and they are also going to be erected in Castle Park nobody's asked me to pay a planning permission cost to erect the signals in Castle Park um, but if I have, it, but if Castle Park Trust does have to pay, uh, I have to <coughs> one planning permission for a Tommy and uh, the signals uh, in an appropriate place. But you can well appreciate my views on this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just and I, I think this council, uh, Mr. Chairman, 
should also uh, support the two borough council if we're going to have something that's going to come in handy in years to come when we're all not here. I think um, if they come up against any complications, we should be right there, whether it's money or, or anything, to help the two of them. Thank you. Just while we were on the topic of Castle Park, uh, I'll extend the invitation, which I think Hazel will have probably circulated to you, that we have a meeting on Thursday, 27th. Um, uh, around the reconstitution of the Friends of Castle Park. Yes, um, um, obviously, some of us that have been around this table for a while will remember that that used to be a committee of yeah. this council. We're having another go um, under the, the, the basis of the trust to really sort of try and reinvigorate that that idea to bring uh, sort of local groups and um, you know any, anybody who's interested really will be very welcome to... Uh, to come and uh, jo join with us to make the park a little bit more of a vibrant place under that uh, ever-increasing autonomy that uh, Castle Park will have for its, uh, for its own activities going forward. So, so week last Friday we had the Chief Executive <coughs> here actually and he was very bullish indeed about the idea of Castle Park Trust having a separate identity, effectively having the equivalent of the Brexit negotiations with Cheshire West involving a significant dowry. We actually started the negotiations there and then I was pushing him higher, higher, higher in terms of what Cheshire West would need to put in uh, to Castle Park so that it would be completely self-sustaining here. The idea would be that Castle Park Trust would look after uh, the playing fields and the parkland and everything else uh, around here. And therefore, when you, if you want to be a friend of Castle Park, we're not just looking for people with green fingers and a spade and a shovel. We're looking for people who've got the brain cells to be able to sit around the table and to have the Brexit negotiations with Cheshire West and other things. So if you if you fit any of those bills and you not, haven't got green fingers, come along and join us if you can help. And what time is it on Thursday? It's in the um, evening, isn't it? It's six. Six. Yeah. Right, six, yeah. So, yeah. Cemetery meeting at seven. So unlike, unlike Mr. Barnier, at least we were getting a, a bit of a, a, a week. We, 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 positive, we. positive response. I think uh, yeah, one of the really encouraging things was the uh, ag agreement for a little bit of common sense over the top field. Mm. Um, we, um, we, you know, we, we've tried for many years to get the, uh, particularly the legal officers, to accept that although the designation of the top field is uh, complicated and separate from... Uh, Castle Park Trust, uh, you know, the fact that Cheshire Western Chester might have a little twinkle in its eye for future housing on the top field really needs to be put to bed once and for all, and at least the Chief Executive was saying it makes a huge amount of sense to have everything wrapped within the same uh, legal designation, but, uh, you know, we'll we'll keep going on that and update you as we... Uh, we so we, we took the Chief Executive around Frodsham, we, we took him for a little ride, it was actually quite <coughs> interesting and exciting, uh, we were showing him the state of the roads, uh, Ashton Drive in particular received special mention, so did Howie Lane, obviously Howie Lane is up for uh, resurfacing tomorrow actually, weather permitting, where Ashton Drive isn't, uh, and he was quite, he was as appalled as we were with the state of Ashton Drive, uh, and uh, hopefully we will belatedly see some action, but some of those potholes, as you guys will know as well as I do, are many, many years old. Mm. I think we're on probably our third inspection with highways of mm. uh, Ashton Drive, and you know, again, again, it's the disappointment that you know we can expend officer time justifying why things aren't done, as opposed to let's just get on with it and um, you know m m move progress. 
The 20 mile an hour speed limit was an interesting one. Uh, we drove him down just random because we'd come up through the Acma and what have you. I was going up Fluid Lane, so I thought, let's drive down Lime Avenue, just go to the end. That, of course, is going to be 20 miles an hour. And I said to him, you can't get over 20 miles an hour here. And he said, to me, said Andrew, that, that's just your driving. I said, no, no, just look at the park, can't see. And I turned around and I went down Foxglove, which as you probably know is the, the new side road on the other side, which is ever so slightly shorter than Lyme. And what's, why is that relevant? Because under the 20 mile an hour regime, Foxglove will remain at 30, whereas Lyme will go 20. And I, I said to him, the people of Frodsham don't object to 20 mile an hour speed limits where it makes sense and look at the longer roads, whether they be Ship Street or Grasmere, you know, you, you know them as well as I do, they make sense there. But what we object to is the egregious waste of public money where we could spend £25,000 much better than this on the things that we know are important. We all know if you're going to regrettably get killed on Frodsham's Road, it's going to be Bridge Lane, so speed enforcement would make sense. We know that the number of complaints about the crossing by the Chinese Delight, can that not be improved? We know the cost of a new crossing is roughly £25,000 because you guys paid for one out there, which is roughly that, uh, that cost. What about a safe crossing on Church Street? We had a lovely letter in from residents on sort of the London Road really close area, basically saying to Cheshire West, putting a 20 mile an hour sign on these roads is an actual <coughs> insult to us because all the problems we have there are parking, particularly school time, as you guys will uh, know, and of course it's the state of the road. You know, and nobody's going to go 20 mile an hour down those roads, but it's, it's actually an insult to these people, and, and people are actually quite angry that Cheshire West is prepared to waste money in this regard. And I think the chief executive was somewhat surprised by the force of the representations we were making and what it represented. If you want to make representations, we've got until the 28th of September to do it. But don't get me wrong, you know, on the longer roads where people can get speed up in residential areas, particularly if the locals want it, we are fully behind the 20 mile an hour, so I have no, no issue with it. The issue is the waste of money on those roads where nobody can ever get above 20 miles an hour. And just ask yourself, what's the criteria for, for imposing it where the average speed was found to be 24 miles an hour or less? In other words, they're putting these sites on yeah. roads where the speeds are already slow. And you ask yourself, why? We all want speeding to stop. We all want you know, more power to the elbow and speed enforcement in the right place. But £25,000, I think it could be better spent. I think the key message that the Chief Executive took away was, <clears throat> you know, we want the same opportunities that other parts of the borough have, and it should not be in places like Frodham that it's an either-or. You know, we should certainly have those opportunities around 20 mile an hour, uh, you know, where, where they are wanted, supported, and, you know, added to the safety of the streets. But we shouldn't have to forego those, the safe crossings and, mm. and the things that make a difference to, uh, to, to residents' lives as well. So um, uh, we'll, we'll have to watch that space and see, see, see where we go with it. And that's before we talk about air quality and the A56 and the phasing mm. of the traffic lights at yeah. the Bears Pool, which were blue in the face with raising. Mm. And Laura Sodden, we took the chief executive through, actually came up St Hilda's and across and up Fluid. There was no traffic. <laughs> I actually made it straight across. When does that happen? Yeah. Okay. When, when does that happen? Yeah. I think Paul has a question for you. It's not so much question, it's just a point of fact. The cycle forum obviously appreciated yes. the time yeah. you spent with the chief, chief exec um, on the national cycle group across the marshes, and they produced quite a detailed report on that, and I'll forward that around. I'm, going to mention it in my bit later on, but I thought with you guys here it was worth yeah. pointing out the time. We took, we took him down there as well. Yes, <laughs> yes we had him on the marshes. <laughs> yeah, so he, he got the, uh, the the right royal tour 
Um, There's um, some interesting photos on the report of various different uh, obstacles. Well, um, massive potholes, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> well, in fighting. In, in, yes. uh, in, in, well, indeed, and um, you know, a, a lot, a lot of those elements of you know what we just sort of um, brought up around the table were the conversations that took place when we had him in uh, the station car park. Yes. So there are, um, uh, you know, a number of things coalescing around that part of town now. So we obviously have the parking uh, strategy is starting to roll. We've got the um, traffic regulation order uh, running at the moment uh, for Main Street. Do One, you know which paper it was advertised in? <laughs> you couldn't. You couldn't. Northwich Guardian. Oh. Now, apparently, uh, the Cheshire West thinks the Northwich Guardian has a major circulation in Frodsham. Again, you can appreciate just how I responded this morning when I pointed out the egregious error. And ironically, tonight's the night that Frodsham Life goes to bed for the month, so it would have actually told them this. Get hold of Frodsham Life, get it in there, everyone in Frodsham will see it. So there's obviously quite a debate going on for people who are on social media, but again, not everybody is on social media. So this is really about sort of everybody's networks, um, you know, yes. making people aware that the time to comment is now. Um, once those orders uh, are in, uh, the consultation finishes and decisions have been made, then the thorny issue of how they are going to allocate the 126 parking permits that will be available uh, will start. And obviously it's for people who are resident on uh, Main Street. Don't forget the, kick, the kicker. £60 per car per year per permit. Free, free for the first year. If that makes six, a difference. £60 thereafter. You can't make it up, can you? And of course, the... Um, as we know, the, the market comes on a Thursday, so of course we lose half the spaces anyway. I'm sad enough to be going to work at six o'clock in the morning. I often will drive down Main Street and you will see that Main Street is two thirds full of cars parked there. So assuming they are residents' cars, I actually can see this scheme not working at all, not freeing anything up at all, because they'll have permit N, because it's going to be number N, the letter N, that they're going to have, uh, and it's going to work. And of course, for, for everybody else using a car, two hours only, you've seen on social media as we, ha as we have, what's the effect going to be on the shops? What about effects of people coming into Frodsham to shop? Are they going to yeah. feel able to do it? We've got an older population, they, those people are more likely to be in cars, is two hours enough for them? And we always use three hours as a suggestion because apparently you know, it's the time it takes to get your hair done. Uh, well, those seem to be uh, very... <laughs> I don't know about these things. And, and the dentist, four hours. of course. Yeah. The lady thought four hours. Okay, well, as you see, I, I need two minutes. But um, I have actually well, noticed that there's a lot of parking now on double yellow lines. Mm. Mm. Well, I'm afraid there'll be enforcement on the back of the restrictions. Well, so. who will do the enforcement? Uh, that, well, that will be Cheshire West because, of course, once there is a... Um, traffic regulation order that allows them to ticket. I think we can assume that tickets. So how the money they make on parking infringements will go and employing people to stick tickets on and. Uh, oh, it, 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 you can't again. You can't make that up either. It is madness. It is utter madness. How will it affect businesses? Like you can't return after like, within an hour. So it packs up, it loads up, disappears, and comes back again. Can everyone get a ticket? Well, well bear in businesses mind some are meant of to be parking over the behind where the old tennis courts were Slowly. at the leisure centre, and they had to pay for it. So well, one, one of the things that we have uh, lobbied for for some time, um, particularly around um, 
if, if you can imagine where the bus stop is, um, yeah. by the bank as was, yeah. uh, outside 1250, there is a business there who unfortunately is quite frequently Correct. ticketed yeah. whilst they are trying to load for their business. Yes. Um, yeah. We've been trying to get an extension to the bus stop so that there is a bus stop and loading bay at that point. It would, uh, you know, hold, hold the hankies here, it would mean the end of the carbuncle of the rotunda that clutters up the, uh, the, the high street. We've 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 largely been oh, held. Your window, huh? We've we've largely been. We'll find you somewhere else. Here. We've largely been held up. It was a bit tongue in cheek. We've been held back because you know the time to do all this is when we're doing the restrictions, um, or the council is doing the restrictions on Main Street. But strangely, it seems to have sort of fall, fallen off the radar. So, you know, unfortunately, we're, we're, we're trying to keep, you know, all, all of the pressure on to resolve all of the issues around... So um, that's just talk station cars. So, guys, sorry, have I got my wires crossed here? So if I own a business on Main Street and yeah. I have a logoed up vehicle, yeah. I can't park it outside of my shop. Two hours. That's what I'm saying, the return what? back. So, right, I haven't read the small print, yeah. that is ludicrous. Welcome to the wonderful world of Cheshire West. Well, uh, to be honest, board. businesses want their customers to be able to park. Yeah, but so we, we, the business I'm thinking of needs that van there an awful lot to loan. It's us. not the one you're talking no, no, of, it's no, another yeah. business. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and a, you know, a business that, like all businesses, struggle, you know, and I well, feel that we're really thing. kicking them in the teeth. Yes. Well, can I, can I, my point Sorry, is, it ahead. wasn't until our last... Oh town council meeting when Vanessa Griffiths, Griffiths came at our request mm. at no time has anybody from Cheshire West come to speak to us and consult with us I feel they are imposing things on us mm. and that it's straight across the borough they don't come and look at where things mm. need to be tweaked in certain places and it was only at that meeting that she divulged that Residents on High on Main Street were going to get charged sixty pounds. That was the first time we had heard about it. Well, I mean, I, I think you know, for, for many years we've been um, you know blessed with free parking in town. But there has always been a council policy of where a residence parking scheme exists, there is a charge that covers mm. the cost of the residence parking scheme, and obviously uh, schemes are valid because, um, you know, there's an enforcement element. I, I mean, you know, what, what we're noticing already, and I think I've, I've used, you know, linear car park phrase or something like that in the past. I, I mean, live, live, you know, we live on a road, or I live on a road off Main Street, and we're finding already that people, you know, okay, we don't own the road outside of our house, but um, we're finding already that cars are appearing, sometimes for days on end, well, and I suspect it's why people are maybe travelling on the train, they're leaving cars or they're going other places. You know, it's started already and all that's going to happen, you know, for the sake, I'm not going to, if I was a resident on Main Street, I'd park on Park Lane and walk 300 yards. I wouldn't pay £60 a year and that's what's going to happen. They're just moving the problem. Well, this, Some, this, well this, it's not a problem, they're moving the privilege. Mm -hmm. Somewhere else, aren't they? Well, know. this is the issue. So we we, sh we showed the chief executive Blue Hatch in particular because Blue Hatch is going to be one of the first places to get displacement car parking if there's a problem or pay or significant charges at the station. And the the three things we need to discuss at the station are 
the car parking itself, the goods shed, and the household waste recycling centre. Now, the good news over car parking appears to be the combination of all the other things. Cheshire West are belatedly now looking at a second deck option down at the far end of the car park underneath Blue Hatch. We've said to them, for God's sake, will you talk to Network Rail because Network Rail own land further down there mm -hmm. to expand what could be a second deck. It could work very well because obviously the Sandfield properties are significantly higher. You don't want to affect their amenity. Um, and that will be a place for it. And we know belatedly they're doing work on it. They can't tell us officially they're doing work on it, but we know they are doing work on it. And ironically, the latest capital underspend of more than a million pounds actually said to the chief executive, you could use that underspend on this car park and pay for the majority of a second deck. And I think that's been one of the kickers. The new chief executive going back to his offices and saying, yes, we now seriously have to look at this second deck um, option. With, with a five-month window before potentially oh, the trains arrive. So there is a bit of a grace period for Cheshire West to move on this really quite quickly if if it chooses to. But, you know, we've known about the Holton Curve for three years. And we've been and asking for a deck for... In, indeed. So that takes us to the good shed. We, the chief, chief executive was there with Lynn and I meeting with the proposed uh, developer and his uh, advisors. And... One of the things we actually said to them all is, love the idea, but for God's sake, will you, will you look at noise breakout? If you're going to have a performance of venue down there, look at Sandfields. They've got to be protected from noise breakouts, and any design proposals have got to go forward. The good news is Cheshire West has agreed to defer its planning application to demolish the goods shed by around three months as a consequence of this. That gives the developer a window of opportunity to negotiate his heads of terms and his lease to get any borrowing that he requires, and potentially I might be too quick to get a planning application in to change use and, and what have you. One of the prospects we've asked them to look at is to take a little bit of the land, you know where the, do the doors are, where the, the vehicles, you have oil vehicles used to go in. I'm sure they don't need all of that land at the top end. You could actually see how a second deck car park could come a little way mm -hmm. um, in there, but the intention is to keep the green railings uh, around as best as possible. Um, so hopefully, if we do get the second deck, it does mean that the good shed can remain, and it means that we could have a performance venue subject to making sure it's fit for purpose on a planning basis. Which of course then brings us on to um, uh, the Household Waste and Recycling Centre, or the TIP as we'll uh, abbreviate it to. Yes. Um, uh, there is a planning application in for an extension to the planning consent for the TIP. Uh, which has already expired. Which has already expired, but there's a planning application in now, so run it will. Um, we struggled to find out how many times that temporary planning application oh, has been renewed, but we think it's about five, five or six times. Four or five years at a pop. This is, we think this is about 24, 25 years. Is it no limits, Andrew, on well, in what they can, how they can keep extending this? Well, there, there, there is, this is what's known as a non-conforming use right. in planning terms. In other words, it's got planning permission, leaving aside the fact that permission is expired. Um, and, but every, everybody accepts it's in the wrong place, but there's no better place uh, to find it. And there's been many debates around this table. Um, and I've always supported the idea of the temporary permission being renewed because we all need a household waste recycling centre. However, with the pressure on the station car park, my position has actually changed. The position I have now is we've got to solve this. We've got to now move the household waste recycling centre. It's not a matter of closing it. It's got to be moved, and it's got to be moved to a position which is convenient for people in Frodsham. We suggested to the chief executive Mill Lane, but equally, it could go somewhere without being rude to our dear friends in Kingsley. It could go out the back somewhere up there. 
um, as or an alternative. Way. It could even go healthy way. I, yeah. I, it doesn't matter, but it's got to be let's, let's, let's find a It's location. got to be convenient. Yeah. It, it's, it's not That's a purely neutral suggestion. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a shared facility. I was going to say, Andrew, I mean, this came up, we had a planning meeting yeah. two weeks ago, which we discussed the good shed, and then we discussed the um, recycling centre. Um, and um, I mean, one of the mistakes is, is the fact that they awarded Martins a, a five-year contract, which ends, goes to 2023, but overlooked... I think it's a bit shorter than that, which we'll come back to in a moment. But they didn't coincide. Somebody no. should have rationalised these years ago. And guess what we're managing to negotiate? <laughs> the rationalisation, that's exactly what we said to them, that it's not going to be a five-year renewal, it's going to be a three-year renewal. Why three years? Because well, I, that comes to the end of Martins' contract. Yeah. It also is the re-procurement of that waste contract and it will be Cheshire West's new waste management plan. And therefore, it's a key part of that re-procurement, a key part of that plan will be a new centre for us in Frodsham that isn't on the station. Well, one of the, I can't remember who it was, I think it could have been, somebody said that they had been told that if that didn't go through, um, that we would have to go to Ellesmere Port or Neston um, well. that we would not have a tip. So I then proposed that we actually said that we opposed the fact that they got a five-year and that we went for 12 months in order for us to set up a dialogue and to try and find an alternative because all the time they're imposing things. And it was as if it was a threat from them. Mm -hmm. If you don't agree to this, you won't have a tip. Well, unfortunately, they will have to. If, if, if they don't achieve planning consent when it goes to committee, yeah, to they, will, anyway. they will close it because the uh, environmental agency's permits will, will lapse. One of the other concerns so, that Cheshire West raised is that uh, the latest environment agency standards are significantly higher than we see at the station car park. Mm -hmm. And I looked at them. I said, are you seriously telling me that you're not prepared to see the highest environmental standards benefit the people of Frodsham because you'd rather keep a legacy facility open, they shut up at that point. Because what, why should we not have the best or the, or the most compliant environment standards? Can I ask a question then, Andrew? Is there no standing orders or anything that they have to provide a facility per head of population yeah. within X number of miles. No. You know, I could argue, well, I haven't got a car, I've only got a wheelbarrow, have I got to go to Osmere Pool and garden rub it? Again, it's, it's a legacy issue. Surely I'm paying my rates. Yeah. I should be able to demand exactly the same as somebody that lives somewhere else. Yes. What would have happened is, under the old Vale Royal, Vale Royal would have made sure there were centres in Winsford and Northwich, mm -hmm. and in Frodsham, the centres of population in Vale Royal. Cheshire West will see centres of population differently. But Frogton is still about the sixth biggest uh, location yeah. in, in, in uh, Cheshire West, mm -hmm. so you would have thought we'd have one anyway, but it could be between us and Helsby. I don't mind at all. Mm -hmm. Someone like that would make sense. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even mind it if it was actually stuck just across the Runcorn border, or the Holton mm -hmm. border, mm -hmm. providing everybody knew that we were able to use it and it was convenient for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's industrial estate land exactly. where you're not having a massive environment. So, I mean, nobody wants a tip on the doorstep, no. do they? I mean, that's logical, but um, you, that's not a bad idea. You know, Asheville is only just over the border, isn't yeah. it? And it's an industrial estate. It's not really having a major if, environmental if impact. Wants to, uh, to close his business, that could be an ideal <laughs> site. Let's <laughs> not Absolutely. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, 
I'm conscious of the fact that we've taken quite a debate, no, but there are some there are some big good. big issues big that are uh, uh, unfortunately right on the doorstep. Uh, whilst we had the chief uh, executive in town, uh, we took him for a drive and a tour of our uh, of our leisure centre. Was he locked in the back of the car? I got the <laughs> 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 no, 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 he was, Lynn was in the back of the car. He was, in, he was alongside me in my wonderful A3 electric car. I was, we were purring silently around Prochen. Indeed, but we only had him for uh, for three hours. So it, was a, it was a captive audience. Yeah, he wasn't a nasty twitch by the time. He had a very long to-do list, that's for, uh, that, that's for sure. But I think uh, you know what, one of the things that we were stressing was the um, you know the the, the underinvestment in yeah. core infrastructure that unfortunately uh, we've we've waited very patiently for and uh, you know we we've obviously seen a, a recalibration of, of Cheshire West which uh, which has put us uh, you know at the well I'm not even sure where we are on the uh, mm. on the list but things like the leisure corridor. Uh, that concept of, uh, you know, the fact that we constantly come up with quite creative ways of, of fixing some of the infrastructure that we need uh, around, around, the, um, around the place in very creative ways so that we're not in a situation of saying, give us a £13 million leisure centre like everybody else has. We'll get quite creative in terms of how we, how we see that um, A A56 with very strategic... Uh, points along the way with salt works at one of the far ends coming into Frodham onto Hellsby High School and then up to uh, the Sport and Social Club which is uh, I understand getting very close well, very yeah. very soon and for a mere couple of million probably yeah. three you know we could have uh, a very sizable step in the right direction um, you know um, we, we took the chief executive to see Saltworks farm we, we did. specifically referenced the ponds uh, not enough football pitches and, and, fence. and, 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 fence. and, and the welding and dog muck and so on and so forth we showed him the changing rooms which do you know what they actually were open I couldn't believe it the changing rooms were actually open was was in there. we think the door was just open. ajar but we said what a wonderful community facility this could be um, but let's not forget if we're going to have leisure improvements around here they're probably going to come on the back of the redevelopment in and around the medical centre in other words this land in Frodsham is going to be realised to benefit you know, the borough as a whole. We want our fair share of that and we want decent leisure facilities uh, to accompany it and we've been very, very clear um, about it. Should we say one final bit of very, very good news? Uh, good news? You? Yeah, excellent. Well, oh, there is excellent news. <laughs> um, the thing I really enjoy most as a counsellor, you won't guess what it is, it's actually handing out medals to youngsters who've done the Summer Reading Challenge and it, it just puts the most enormous smile on your face and sees these youngsters who've read six books over the summer. How many of us have read six books over the summer? You didn't get your medal, did you? I, I should have bought a medal. Yeah. Six books, or we have three hundred Frodsham children uh, enrolled to do it, and we handed out medals to more than two hundred to achieve to achieve it. And what was really lovely was every single school you can name, not just the obvious four primary schools in Frodsham, but those from far afield we're coming and we're celebrating. We have a wonderful library facility and wonderful staff and it is a and joy, uh, absolutely, it's a joy to, uh, to do it. Fantastic. I finished. Uh, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> quick questions then. Um, going back to the Leisure Centre, you know the spare land at the moment, so there's no 
Nothing's been decided what they're going to do with it then. No, no, but I mean, this, this again, the, the answer to the possible there is that this becomes a whole town conversation about some of the things that we want to see. I mean, we, we have a very long list of uh, quite, quite aspirational things not least improving access into that so that we can reclaim the residential roads around the current leisure centre, which really are very, very difficult for everybody to... Uh, That's what concerns me, you know, yeah. if there's another leisure centre. It's horrendous because they come speeding from all hours of the night round there when they've been to the gym. And what, do you mean they're not complying with the 20 miles? <laughs> no, that's why we need ramps for a start. But it's well, just a nightmare. We see access coming in either by Costa or a Kids Wind, um, go, coming in there deliberately to relieve the pressure and potentially one road in, one road out mm. to actually, as Lynn says, to get the residential roads so back we'd to being residential So we to drive through Costa as well then. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lynn. Thank, thank you, Thank you very much. Can I just also, sorry about this, I just want to say thank you very much, you know, for uh, donation towards our gym and the little park. Well, we're all going to come and have a go when it's, yes. uh, when it's, when it's, it's been installed. installed. Okay. It's been, been installed that. today. Yes, so I hear. Uh, thank you. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Um, okay, item 78 then is the CCLA Public Sector Deposit Fund account, which we approved previously on the agenda. Uh, we just need to agree now uh, for the signatories to authorise the moving of the money, yeah? Uh, and that would be the chair and, excuse me, is RFO responsible, responsible finance officer. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, can we uh, vote to agree on that, yes. guys? Can we have a proposer? And, yeah, a second. and a seconder is uh, Fran. And can we vote on that? And for the tape, that's unanimous. Okay, thank you. Um, and then um, 78.2 is to agree that in accordance with the financial re regulations, um, Hazel can transfer funds between the current and deposit accounts to maximise the uh, interest. Yeah. 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 Linda's second in that. Yeah. A vote again, please. We could have a show of hands. And yeah. for the tape, that's unanimous. Who is the proposer? Um, I think. I second. Frank yeah. yeah. Sorry, rushing on a bit now. Sorry. Okay. Um, item 79 is a note again, the external audit, and it's to note that the external audit has now been completed and the external order to raise no issues or concerns. So, you sort of pat on the back there, Hazel. I think we should, if you don't mind with that, I think we should minute that Hazel's wonderful work on the accounts over mm. the last couple of years has paid off now, and that the, the accounts go through wonderfully yeah. well with Yeah, I, I'd certainly and it's, it's second. And it's purely down to all the hard work yeah. that Hazel yeah, put in. Yeah, I'd, I'd certainly second that. I mean, yeah. simple things like the format, yeah. Uh, you know, it was a brilliant start and, and it's got better. I must admit, it was a, much of a mystery to me at first, you know. So, I, yeah. don't, I don't think, Mr. Chairman, we should, uh, we should uh, forget the bookkeeper neither. She works hard as well. Yes. Yeah, and, and uh, it, it's, it's just, you know, never mind the clerk, that's, that's a job, but apart from that, I'm sure that was said in a nice way. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> the, the bookkeeper comes in, yeah. she works very hard, yeah. so don't let's forget her. No. No. Okay. 
<coughs> could we maybe just have a little short note to the bookkeeper just thanking on yeah. the yes, people please. around the table, yeah. would that be okay? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, okay, uh, item 80, again referring back to uh, an earlier agenda item, uh, the Halton Curve, you know, Mark Warren came along there from the Northwest uh, Rail Users Group. Um, I think we voiced our yeah. sort of thanks and, you know, the fact that we would support um, the, 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 the group if need be, you yeah. know. Uh, what impact, if any, we, we would have on it, I, 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 you know, remains to be seen, but I think Mark is is quite happy that you know we're on his side and he could call on us for a letter of support or, or whatever it need be. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we, to... we were going to support the the opening event. Yeah. But of course that's obviously been deferred. Uh, I think so it's so awful disappointing. It is. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's amazing this day and age when there's a shortage of trains. Two two carriages. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Now we've got to change the wheels on a bus, haven't you? Yeah, put that on there. Linda, um, just thinking about the Northwest Rail Users Group, um, I know they've recently refurbished all of the car park and rejigged the entrance and exit out from Morrison's. Um, and <coughs> I understand that the road from the station down as far as the Church Street actually belongs to the Northwest Rail. And I wondered if it's possible to request that they reinstate the double yellow lines yeah. at least as far as the entrance. Yeah, this, I think this has been voiced previously. Yes, a chap called Ben, I believe, came from Arriva about two meetings ago, so this is going about two, three months ago. And um, they said, yes, we'll do it, we'll get on with it, and still we've received no update, so they've still not done it. Could I ask the question there, is that actually enforceable then? Because if that's a private role, well, it's probably not. Rail can enforce it. They, they, can mm. enforce it. they I mean, There have been double yellow lines. The same the other way, going into the big station car park, yeah. the double yellows behind the Helter Skelter. That's network rail. Right. That's why people park there because there's no enforcement. Yeah. It wouldn't be a massive cost for them, would it, I to do that? It certainly wouldn't be because it is a problem. It is a problem when you're trying to get out there and turn, isn't it? And when the lorries are trying to get in to deliver stuff to. Well, I have to say, I mean, the Morrison's car park came to us for planning and we commented on it. I just find it a nightmare. It's worse. It's worse. It's I mean, the number of people now who are shortcutting and nobody is coming out of that new no. how you meant to come no. back round to go no. out. I've tried it and it's horrible. No, it's yeah. A, yeah. And I just don't know why they didn't listen to us when we put mm. our objections in. Mm -hmm. They're quite empty of people who sit in their head office and don't understand mm -hmm. how people use the Well, yeah, they've just, they've just looked at a cab drawer or something. Yeah. You know, 500 yeah. miles away. Well, this, oh, this is the funny thing about the parking in Cheshire. It's always been there. We walk around for a no, time. No, no, no. Is it <laughs> worth us writing to Network Rail then requesting, yeah. uh, as the council, that we reinstate the lines? Yeah. 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 You could do that, Hazel, and let us know how we, we go on. Yeah. Knowing with respect, we probably won't hear anything for six months, but uh, we can all try, can't we? Mm -hmm. uh, no. Item 81 has been discussed by Andrew and Lynn, is the World, One, World War One silhouettes and to discuss and agree sites for these silhouettes now that they have arrived. Well, 
To be honest, I thought both of them had come, but when I opened the packet, there was only the one. Right. And the other one should have arrived today, but hasn't. Okay. So I was still waiting for the nurse. Right. So basically, we've got two. We've yes. Got two and a choice of three. Oh, I'm, oh sorry. Yeah. I misread no, but we've got we've got our two. Right. And um, Lynn was going to ask us if, when they'd had theirs, we moved from the top of Fluing Lane, where, whether we would like to install it up at the War Memorial. Um, but because of the problems they've now got with the planning permission thing, I think they're having to look for something more permanent themselves here in the park. I don't think it's a problem for us. We'll just put it on our land and yeah, what are they going to do? Who's going to object? Well, I mean, if, if anybody does a job yet, we can put it in. We're not breaking the law. We could apply for retrospective planning permission. Were, were we going to put one of ours in the medical centre, or were we asking the medical centre to? We asked, I wrote to the medical centre, both to the old practice manager and the new practice manager, and got no response whatsoever. Uh, but um, oh, uh, but um, I think we could ask if we could put our nurse there if that was what they wanted. Yeah, there's that little area that's like landlocked, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, they've got a tree in there. And it's yeah. very active, you oh, like, the medical yeah. centre and the nursing it. Well, um, one of the comments from Andrew was about the cost of installation. Um, is there a reason why it's that set cost? Can we not just use Lionel to, to do it? Well, I haven't opened the tubing that, that you have to use, but from what I can see, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just two poles and a support that can be knocked in and because they're not they're not necessarily going to be permanent they're not a permanent um, structure they're just they, they don't need to be concreted in but even if they did need to be concreted in I would have thought yeah. post cement until they have done it yeah I don't think we'd like to make some with the help of maybe a couple of pounds I was just going to say I don't want to make the trouble with that though the chairman is if you put concrete you're making a permanent job yeah. they could come back at you then yeah. if you just knock it in the ground then you've got every chance of we'll getting have to it. have a look at it in more yeah. detail because we're likely to be on bedrock there yeah. yes. aren't we? Which um, is exactly. I, I looked at they got four at Warrington Town Hall and I took photographs of the nurse and the sailor, sailor and they're just Embedded in, yeah. in the grass, in right. a, a right. grassed area. I've got yeah. photographs here if you want to yeah. look at them. Yeah. But I think literally. I mean, the danger the is the there, grass. I say, that if they're not concreted in, as, yeah. as horrible as it so. is, there's a the chance yeah. that they yeah. could get stolen. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, Absolutely. there may be people out there who, who, who will steal them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Uh, I think there's also been areas where they have actually been vandalised. Yeah. Oh, through the gates. Through the gates. Yeah. Up the, mm. yeah. yeah. It, whereabouts? 
through the, on the path up there. Anyway, you could, you could put it before you go through the gates. That's mm -hmm. our land. All that is our land. Or you could have it a bit more, not on the, you know, a bit further up. I think maybe the effect. Yeah, I do. I agree with what you say there, Frank. But I think down. just as you enter the gates, if you could almost so, see him on the hill, I think that would make more obvious. What I was, Mr. Chairman, why I said that is because the lady. Um, when I discussed it with her, uh, she lives there on the right hand side, she said yes, I can see through the window mm -hmm. and if there's any, any problems I do at night time, go out and shout at me. It could be quite effective if, and secure, if they were actually on the railings, just in front of the railings around the memorial yeah. itself. Somebody might reverse into them. No, that's no. by the actual memorial itself. Oh, right. Uh, it's too hidden. Yeah, I, yeah, I knew there's this quote yeah, upon those yeah. different ways, and I understand how you can't even consider the fact that you can even stand them inside the railings, because yeah. I mean, it still affects, it's very emotive to kind of see the silhouettes yeah, right back. Sure. Mm. Yeah. But as you say, it's, it's a tricky, it's a tricky one. See what, what you've got, you see, what you've got to be careful of, personally, is that uh, they're made of fiberglass, and you know what can happen with that, a bit of a... Yeah. Mm. Well, it's a That's what I'm concerned about. I'm surprised. I had a vision. Yeah, I suspect it's a material called macron, which is basically you, 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 the only way you can damage it is by heat or by drilling holes in it. That's what I'm saying. And it's what's used in most um, sort of information boards and that because it won't shatter. And, and it is, you, you know, it's it's very very tough, but you can drill holes in it and you can melt it. Oh, yeah. Challenge then. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it'd be a nice idea if we took it right there and put it in the table. That's not a bad idea, actually, is it? I think, Alec, we get some more. You could actually cut one. You got a jigsaw. You can make it one. Yeah, just a template. Right. Yeah, maybe if we did put him in a couple of different positions. Just yeah. The thing is, you can move him around. Yeah. 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 So like. If you get shortlist, maybe it's a case of moving him. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to allow for the um, board that the World War One group are putting up there as well. Mm. That might affect I don't think no, no, that's going to be closer to the, the actual flat area. Yeah, I think you're talking about putting him on the hill so that as you come through yeah, the gates... Yeah, as you come through the gates, there's a natural sort yeah, of rise, isn't there? If you had him there, I think it would look quite yeah. atmospheric, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Maybe the word I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Would you like to agree, small working party, yeah. to look at that and mm -hmm. um, maybe report that to community? Yeah, yeah, yeah you'd happy with that, Linda, yeah. yeah. Yeah, again, for me, it would have to be with the... The, the light we're losing quite quickly now. It'd have to really be a weekend or yeah, by arrangement, yeah. you know, rather than a daytime one. I mean, I don't mind other people standing in. I'm not yeah. going to sulk, but uh -huh. you, you know, I would like to be part of it. Yeah. Well, definitely, I would. Yes, please. What about this Sunday afternoon? This Sunday? Yeah. About half past two. Yeah, Sunday afternoon. Fine. Yeah, Sunday afternoon, 2.30. 2.30, you can pick up the memorial. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Um, how are we going to get him up there? He can get himself up there. Somebody's car. <laughs> <laughs> you fit in the back of your car, Alan? Yeah. There you go. All right, that's fine. You're picking up Tommy then. <
then agree uh, the deferred decision to community. When do you want me to collect it? It'll have to be Friday, won't it? Well, by Friday. It's going to take it on tonight. And the nurse may arrive by then as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, your mate might have arrived. Mm. Yeah. Well, the yeah. cops are a little bit out of the way. It'd be lovely out there. Mm. <laughs> it's a bit of shit. Nobody would see it. No, no. no. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you yeah. a bell and arrange to pick it up before Friday. Brilliant. Do you want me to speak to the medical centre about that? Yeah, if you just give them a polite reminder, I yeah. think. Because I think that, you know, Quite an apt place, isn't it? I think the nurse at the medical centre. Everybody speaks to the nurse. Roberts. She's the other practice woman. Okay. Okay, thank you for that. Um, Did we okay. do 81? I thought we just discussed it. Oh, sorry, I thought we were talking about 82. Council. Silhouettes. Yeah, so it's 81. Number 18. Watching History Society. You've got different minutes. You've got different minutes. Yeah, you've got... Yeah, you've got community. Oh, right. Yeah, community. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Community. All right. She wants to speak on it. All right. Lady. Right. <clears throat> okay, sorry. So, we're going on to 82 now, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Council tax, empty homes, premium consultation. To note that the deadline for responding to this is in fact the 24th of October, so just about a month away. So that is noted. Uh, and then 82.2 is to, to discuss the proposal to increase the council tax premium charged to properties that have been empty and largely unfurnished for more than two years from 50% to 100% with effect from the 1st of April next year and agree a response to that. That's if you want to do a council response. So that includes new yeah. houses, new houses as well. Any house, if it's empty. So it's any, so if builders build a load of houses and they stay empty. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to have a direct discouragement of people to develop houses, isn't it? Which is surely is working against the government's proposal to build lots of extra houses. Uh -huh. but I don't know. How do you go on about that? Confused the front, you might. On uh, Harry Lane. That's been empty since for as long as I can remember. Mm. Yeah, just on that by Harry Rise there one. There, there's there's two of those hideous seventies things. Somebody actually lives in it. Mm. No. Well, they didn't. I mean, well, they obviously do now, but they have not done for a long, long time. I I, I presume that the. The ethos behind of this is to discourage people from just leaving houses empty and rent them out. Yeah. <laughs> Do we need to make a <coughs> response to this, or...? Oh, no, there's a, there's a copy of the questionnaire oh, uh, in an empty house. <laughs> circulated, and the question, there's a section about you, whoever's filling it in, and there is a, I am a local town or parish councillor, so you can individually, as a parish councillor, make yeah. your own responses. Yeah, I, I think that's... Yeah. 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 Says, I think that's probably the best way yeah. is to let individuals respond. Yeah. Would everybody be... Yeah, happy with that. Yeah. Does anybody yeah, want to make a comment? No, no, no. Okay, thank you. Um, okay, item 83 is the Lake Ward vacancy. Uh, and the first part of that is to note that the closing date for electors to request an election uh, is, is imminent. It's this Thursday, the 27th. As you know, they have to receive uh, signatures to 
force an election, if you like. Yeah, Tennessee yeah. victories from that ward. Okay. Um, and the second part of that item then is to whether we seek nominations to co-opt somebody onto the council if that election is not called and to agree actions. Do we not automatically do that? Well, I think the issue is because there's only three more meetings before the next election. Oh, and it's whether you want to do, go through the co-option, seeking nominations for co-option at this point, or whether you're happy to run with a vacancy. Seems a little bit odd for two or three meetings. What mm. benefit is there going to be? I don't see any benefit. I've, just, I've put it on this agenda because the timing, with yeah, not knowing it. whether anyone's called yeah. the election, um, means that if we wait till the November meeting, there definitely wouldn't be any point mm. in co-opting no. somebody. But uh, this gives you an opportunity yeah. to I actually it hope anymore. nobody is calling an election because it costs us a lot of money. It will cost us a lot yeah. of money. £8,000 into it. Yeah. 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 Well, it depends on this. It's uh, based on the population of yeah. the ward. Mm. Yeah. I mean, again, not playing devil's advocate because I was advocating that we, we had 16 councillors, but I tend to agree with, with Paul yeah. there that it seems, you know, not a waste of time. But, it seems but I, just, I think as well, because we're, we're running at down towards the end of this council, we're not going to be making any major decisions mm -hmm. that will, you know, that the new council has to take mm -hmm. forward. Basically, we're just ticking over the yeah, yeah, important business that has to be done. So maybe it isn't worth co-opting mm. for that. I think really? potential new councillors would see more benefit just coming and watching. Yeah. 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 Be playing catch up, wouldn't they? Yeah. So, do we need to take a vote on that as a, as a policy that we want, or do we just let it run? No. I think if, if you just say, I think you probably do need somebody to propose a second that you don't. That we run with a vacancy rather than okay. co-opted. Unless, unless we get somebody who's an absolutely burning desire to come and sit on the council who yeah. wants to be co-opted, but if if nobody comes Turns forward, up exactly, then exactly. I think it's I think if somebody had that burning desire, they'd get the ten names. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. An election. Yeah. <laughs> and with respect, I think you would have been here arguing yeah. the toss for the last twelve months. <laughs> I don't say that disrespectfully, no, no. but yeah. you know. Um, okay, so I think Paul yeah. there is proposing oh, that around the second. Okay, Brad, can we have a show of hands on that then, people? Okay, and that's uh, by majority there for the tape. Okay. Can I just ask something at the moment? Yeah, certainly go ahead, Pat. It's just my personal opinion. I yeah. do think it's too long to wait two months for um, a meeting. I think it should be go back to every month. I don't know about anybody else's feelings. We can't discuss, we can't discuss it on a, no. can we? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. We we, you know, what you can do, Pat, is put it forward right. for an agenda. Again, though, really, that's something more affecting the next council yeah. than this council. Yeah. So yeah. it should yeah. be the next council. Yeah, Mayor's report. To receive a report from the Mayor. No, I'll have one next time. Okay. The next meeting. I know that, uh, well, not in Frank's defence, but I know he has kept popping up everywhere and that. I've seen a few of his, uh, his photographs and, and that, so well done. Yeah. Um, councillors' reports then, to receive reports from councillors who have maybe attended meetings of external bodies, and we have a list there of uh, people that are going to feedback. I'd just like to, in my defence, I agreed to sit on the 
Weaver Navigation uh, Group. And because of the way that the group was formed and, and the fact that the group's membership has not really changed in a long time, they had a very informal way of inviting people to the meeting, which was very much like, don't forget the meetings it builds outside at 8 o'clock. And, and, you know, not, not, not speaking ill of them, but then, like, well, where's Bill's house and, and things like that. So consequently, I was away on holiday at one meeting, uh, and the other meeting, I, I, you know, I wasn't able to find out exactly where it was and that. What we've asked them to do now is all communication to come through the office through Liz, or, well, through Liz, really. So hopefully the next meeting um, we'll, um, we'll we'll have some you know well we'll have myself or, or somebody else on that meeting. So a little apology there in, in one way. Are we going through the list? Are we start. Yeah. yeah. So first of all, uh, we've got the local joint liaison committee, which is Caroline. Well, I think missed off. It should have been CF fertilizers. It's the local. Ah right, right, right. Of course, yeah. Okay. So it's what was Chimera, now Chimera. CF Fertilisers, and uh, they called a meeting at quite short notice, um, really to notify us of their shutdown. Um, it started a week last Saturday. Um, they're going to be spending £38 million, um, and um, they will be coming back online towards the end of October. Um, thousand contractors on site. Um, and a lot of it's to do with um, bringing things up to the regulations because they want to start storing more fertiliser um, in preparation for um, <laughs> And basically uh, they've also had to look at, because they're going to be storing more fertiliser, they've had to look at the regulations for um, any emergencies and the um, Hellsby will now be impacted, whereas it wasn't before. So they wanted Hellsby to be aware that um, it's like Ineos, if they have problems on site, the alarm goes off and people are meant to shut the windows, etc. Um, so yes, mainly that was the main thrust of the meeting. Um, they seem to be um, do, doing a really good job there, wanting to be involved with the community because we all turned up um, for a meeting at short notice. Um, so, um, yeah, that was really the main thrust, and they're going to keep us up to speed with um, anything that might happen. So. <coughs> right. So, sorry, I was just confused. Thank you for that, Caroline. Any points there, Caroline? No, thank you. Um, the next one is the NCRUG. North Cheshire Railway. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, no, apart from what we just heard from Mark there, I don't have anything to provide there. Um, but swiftly moving on to the Fraudulent Silver Band meeting, I attended that briefly. Um, basically, the band has come back after sort of being in you know the dark for a while. Um, well, as you, as you saw then, they just came and received a cheque from us, which is, uh, thank you for that. Um, and they have a opening evening, uh, will be held on the 27th of November, and sort of more details are to be confirmed once they know a bit more. But we'll put that on the website, I'm sure. Okay. Um, and that's it, really. So. Okay, yeah. thank you for that, Liz. Any points on that, Liz? No. Uh, next, we have the uh, Weaver and Sandstone Cycle Forum. Paul's 
spoke briefly about that earlier. Yeah. But, uh, well, unfortunately, I had another meeting at the same time, so I couldn't make it back for that. But they're an extremely active group. I get emails every day updating me on what's going on. Um, so much so that I've, I've been, I spoke to them earlier about collating like a monthly pack for councillors on it and emailing that out because the, the, there's, there's reports everywhere. You know, the, the um, chief executive's visit is a very detailed one. I'll email it to everybody. I did a couple of uh, print-offs for Councillor mm. Pennington. Um, and uh, there was also a feasibility study um, for a path between Chester Greenway and Halton by Hillsby and Frodgen. I'll email again that out. Can um, I just make a point, they're actually attending the neighbourhood plan meetings. So. Are they as well, right? Oh, excellent. Yeah. Um, they're very, very keen on input from FTC, but some of the things that they've asked for our input on, such as the uh, poor state of the National Cycle Route, which Lynn and um, Andrew are involved in, there's not really a great deal I can see that we can benefit by adding to it, but I think if I start circulating what they're doing on a monthly basis, everybody has a look through. If anybody's got any suggestions or input they want to put back, let me know and I'll communicate that. Okay, thank you, Paul. Pat, quick can question. I just that I attended the community meeting last week and also the um, youth club meeting. Okay. Um, uh, last week at the community meeting, it was quite informative. But it was raised that they needed to ask the council about using the car park at Christmas because isn't it council land? And yeah, but we're on the working group, Pat, so, so we're, but we're, it's, it's all part of that. Because we, we did ask them yeah. uh, to see if we could find out about that. Yeah, no, they don't. We, because we're part, we're working together on the working Christmas festival working group, it's just an automatic agreement that they can, because we're that. asking them to open the gates yes. to, to be able to use the car park. Yeah. And so we use their car park as well as our car park. And in the morning, we're using their car park to decorate the lorries for the parade. So, you know, it's a quick pro 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 so it's yeah. So they don't need to formally seek permission. Right. Okay. okay. Um, just going on to another point, sorry, is that um, I will be attending the nation, a nation's thank you procession, in, which is the World War One. Uh, commemoration at the Cenotaph in London on the 11th of November, oh, uh, and I'd like to attend that as Deputy Mayor. So, yeah, yeah. Liam was chosen by ballot to attend, mm. and we thought it'd be nice if he could wear his chain and be raised yeah, yeah, the council. Yeah, yeah, that's, fan yeah. that's fantastic. Well done. Congratulations on that. I think that's brilliant. Um, has anybody else got any items they'd, they'd like to share with? Around the table. No, the only couple of things I'd like to uh, quickly add, if I can, um, going back to the Christmas festival, I know, uh, but just the, the fire service are very, very keen to take part in the Christmas festival, if possible. Um, they, they've contacted me, and if it's okay, I'll put you in touch with the, the officer in charge. They would like to put a fire engine in the procession, oh, if possible. That's good because we've lost the vintage bus, oh, right. so having another big vehicle would be really oh, good. Right. Yeah. We've, got, we've got a meeting on Wednesday, yeah. so that's, that's excellent. Right, yeah. uh, and they did also, if possible, I don't know what costs on that, but a stall or something, a display. That might be too late now. Oh, right, um, okay. Gin and sewer. Yeah, but again, we'll, we'll say yeah, that. Yeah. We'll if they yeah. wanted a stall on the, the station car park, it's £55. Right. 
Um, but there's there's also space in what they're calling Gleaves' Christmas something or other. Or something yeah. Like um, you know the office building right, that they built there. Right. They're going to have a like craft sessions yeah, for children. Yeah. They, they, the they, stuff, may, so they may be able to yeah. go in there. I, I think they'd be very happy just having yeah. the fire engine in the procession. Anything else yeah. would be a bonus. Right. But they're also in with uh, a local business at the moment who one of the firefighters is raising money through a local business and they're on Church Street. Oh, right. So it could be that they could operate, um, well it's public, it's with yeah. cash. Oh, right, yeah. So, you, you know, um, they're, they're, they're sponsoring a yeah. guy who wants, you know, he's going as part of the garden project and things like that. So they may even be able to have something, you know, outside of cash or whatever. Paddy always has something out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the, the, the last one, just for information. Could, could I just so, ask, how come we're losing the bus? Is it not worth it? Uh, they sold it. It's gone oh. to London. Oh, wow. <laughs> Simple as that. And then the only other buses that are available are, are not fully open top. You know, they've got the half cabin oh, like over the top. London's bus, so they're yeah. too, they're too yeah. modern. Yeah. It's not got the same feel to it. Yeah. It's a pity we couldn't get hold of one of them that's in storage down on Asheville Industrial Estate. There's dozens of old yeah, yeah, buses yeah. in the air down there, isn't yeah. it? I have to see if we could borrow one of them for the day. Do you know any bus drivers? I've, got, I, yeah. I've got the license. I've got the license. Um, yeah, and the only other thing, just to make everybody aware, is that the uh, adult gym equipment was installed on the little park on Parkland today. Um, there's a couple of little things that just need tweaking, yeah. uh, turfing around it and things like that, but most of it's in situ uh, and uh, has been used already I believe. Um, but um, there's also a couple of local organisations that have come in uh, and want to uh, maybe do like inductions on there for people yeah. and things like that, so um, I think one of them, I think I can say who it is, I think Brio. Not very really, young now. Um, turn up training. Turn up training is a local company. Oh, oh, oh we know yeah. that. Yeah. So they're interested. So apologies there, I thought Brio would uh, come in on that as well. He's a local guy as well. Yeah, it's a local business. Well, can you just remind me what are the pieces of equipment you've got there? We've got a cross trainer. Yeah. We've got a bike. We've got things for disabled. disabled one, yeah. And. Uh, <coughs> You, know, you put your arms in, do knee, knee lifts, or whatever you call them. Yeah. Okay, thanks for that. He's going to do a boot camp. Sounds very tortuous. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> he's going to do a boot camp. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. What, a little park? Mm. Yeah, that's... It's not going to happen now. Oh, excellent. We're not doing anything without permission. Um, okay, and anybody else got anything for the table? No. Uh, Clark's report. Oh, did I have? Oh no, the Andrew thing disappeared. The Andrew Lynn, which was about the the uh, silhouette and whether we wanted it after they Okay, it, yeah. That's, that's mm -hmm. gone. So I can't. I don't think there was anything else. Sorry. No, if, if there is anything, you know, <laughs> e oh. e e email us, Judith. Could I just ask Kayful what's happening about our new junior mayors? Ah. ah, good point. We discussed this earlier. Thank you for that, Judith. Hazel, if you want to update people on that. Yeah, uh, we haven't done anything about them at the moment because of the things that were coming forward from the administrative reduction oh. group. So we were waiting to see what happened with that. Because if you have decided to 
um, re-look at the ceremonial aspect mm. of the, the roles, then we wouldn't want to engage with the school to elect junior mayors if they weren't going to be needed. But now that you've made this decision, we will contact them, and what we'll probably do is do a, a special assembly to induct them um, and you know get the junior mayors, the old junior mayors, to go to the school assembly. Mm. Because if not, the new junior mayors won't be in office in time for the Remembrance Day services, mm. which we you know we yeah. we, we need them to be. Yeah. In, you know. What we could do is invite them to the beginning of the next full council meeting to be introduced to the council, and you could then congratulate them on being on yeah. their Which which school yeah. is it this time? I think it's my house. No, is it? St Luke's, isn't it? I thought it was my house. <laughs> I don't know, to be honest. St Luke's, it is, yeah. Right, right. Okay. Going back to the beginning, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 No, this is the first. Last year was the third week. It was after the next school, the backwards, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Weaver Vale. Overton. Overton. Yeah, so. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mine was Manor House. Yeah, yeah. it will be St. Luke's, yeah. Mine was Allen's. One Mine's. I can't remember that far back. Well, that must have been. So, oh, yeah, we, when we changed yeah. the. Yeah. Yeah. We did it, yeah. but we did it. Weaver Vale first because we yeah. did the best Lord of Weaver Vale. Yeah. So, we got. A register of where yeah, they've come yeah. from, so we do know in the office, yeah. but I personally don't know. Yeah, no, it's right. just, uh, yeah. yeah, okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. go ahead with those and get, you know, get <coughs> make sure that they're in office, so to speak, for the remembrance day. Um, anything else, Hazel, then? No? No. I think you can email us if anything yeah. uh, has been missed. As I say, I was off last week. Today's yeah. my first day in, so yeah. it's no, been a bit of a blast. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry about that. Uh, the date of the next meeting for your diaries, guys, if you don't already know. Oh, go on, she's remembered um, something. Yeah, on Thursday this week, Liz and I are attending the Society of Local Council Clerks Cheshire Branch Conference. So we won't be here in the office, but uh, Mike will be here. Oh, at the desk, so there will be somebody to answer the phone. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. And it's a cemetery meeting, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay, guys. Have you got that date in your diary? Yeah. yeah. Well, um, the invite on that. It's for an eight o'clock start. February seven. O'clock start. What's that? The invite. I've got on the phone for. The cemetery. No, the one. Uh, twenty-six November. It's coming in at twenty hundred out here at eight o'clock. Oh, it should, oh, be, it should, it should be, be seven. It should be seven. Yeah. Um, okay. And there's no part B items. No. No. Okay. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Have a pleasant evening. What's left of it? Okay.